Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This morning, major testing changes, free rapid kits for millions of Australians and rules relaxed to ease the strain on a system at breaking point but supply problems here to stay. Meet Mishap, the new rules that could cause problems for your dinner menu. Visa troubles, Novak Djokovic stuck at the airport fighting to enter the country. And wild weather, the unusual conditions brought on by ex-tropical cyclone Seth. This is 7 News with Angie Asimus. Good morning. COVID testing requirements have undergone a major overhaul with National Cabinet moving to ease the country's strained testing resources. Under the changes, people who test positive after a rapid test won't be required to confirm the result with a PCR test. Selected concession card holders will also be able to access up to 10 free rapid testing kits over three months and 20 million more rapid tests have been obtained by the Commonwealth with 10 million to be given to each state. Uh, it is our hope that, and, and our confidence that this should uh, further alleviate the pressure uh, which is in the system. It's been agreed schools will resume as planned and stay open. Supermarket giant Coles is introducing customer product limits with COVID staff shortages causing industry-wide supply chain chaos. The new limits impact meat purchases with shoppers only allowed to buy two packs of minced meat, two packs of chicken breast or thighs and two packs of sausages. The changes are being applied to all Coles supermarkets except for those in Western Australia. Novak Djokovic's controversial entry into Australia could be derailed at the 11th hour. The world number one landed in Melbourne overnight, but officials from the Victorian government claim to have rejected a request to sponsor his visa. If he's not vaccinated, he must provide acceptable proof that he cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons. The 20-time Grand Slam winner still requires clearance to enter with the decision to be made by the Commonwealth. Hong Kong has announced a ban on flights from Australia and seven other countries. The shutout starts on Saturday and will last for two weeks. Canada, France, Britain and the US are among the other nations locked out. Hong Kong has tightened COVID restrictions as a new wave of Omicron infections threatens to overwhelm the region. 
We're being warned of long delays in the children's vaccine rollout. Doctors say they haven't been given enough vaccines to meet demand, with some practices only allocated 100 jabs per fortnight. It's left some parents unable to secure an appointment until February. Children aged 5 to 11 will become eligible for the vaccine from Monday. New South Wales has registered a sharp spike in infections and a new case record. 35,054 new cases were reported yesterday, a nearly 50% increase from the previous day's total. Pressure continues to grow on the state's hospital system, with three-and-a-half-hour wait times for ambulances reported at St Vincent's Hospital. The number of Victorian hospital patients with COVID has seen a sharp increase, jumping by 75 in a single day. 591 Victorians are now in hospital with the virus, with elective surgery halted and an ambulance code red declared for just the fourth time in the state's history. We have um, about 500 staff furloughed or in isolation, just um, awaiting results of tests. The state's test positivity rate has also soared with nearly one in three returning positive results. Health authorities in Queensland are battling an increase in testing pressure as the state records more than 6,500 new infections. Some Queenslanders have reported wait times of up to 10 hours. I think the issue is it's the Christmas New Year period and the private providers unfortunately have, um, have closed over that, that period of time. It comes as more than 5,000 Queensland children have been infected with COVID over the last two weeks. Infections in South Australia have hit a new record as the state battles its own wave of Omicron. 3,493 were reported as hospital admissions rose to 125. 12 are in intensive care, half of whom are not fully vaccinated. The Premier's daily media briefing ended in dramatic fashion yesterday with a man holding an anti-mask placard arrested by police. The list of exposure sites in Western Australia continues to grow as the state moves to contain the Delta backpacker cluster. Five cases were recorded locally yesterday, three of those linked to the cluster. The state government has classified all jurisdictions except the Northern Territory as extreme risk. The muggy weather in the country's southeast is showing no signs of stopping with more stormy weather on the way. The conditions being brought on by ex-tropical cyclone Seth swirling off the Queensland coast. New South Wales, the ACT, Tasmania and Victoria are being told to prepare for potentially heavy rainfall over the next five days. But the wet weather couldn't be more different in parts of Queensland. It's a heat wave there that is set to reach new heights. Temperatures in outback towns are climbing towards the mid-40s. Some residents reporting it feels like nearly 50 degrees. The mercury hit 45 in Winton in the state's central west yesterday, 44 at Julia Creek. Temperatures are forecast to ease over the weekend. There's been heartbreak on the West Australian border. A woman's end-of-life visit to her dying mother suddenly cancelled. Mark and Andrea McCourt were given an exemption to enter the state and were in hotel quarantine when they were notified of the cancellation 34 minutes before the visit. I haven't even had the heart to call mum this morning and say, sorry mum, we couldn't come and visit you because I, I, I don't want her to go downhill. An email blamed increasing concerns regarding the public health risk after a guard tested positive at their hotel. 
A new Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultural precinct will be built in the heart of Canberra. The $316 million centre will house the world's largest collection of Indigenous heritage items. It will also be a national resting place for ancestral remains. Scott Morrison says the facility will be built between Old Parliament House and the Australian War Memorial. A place of reflection and rec a place of reflection and recognition for Indigenous Australians, the oldest living culture in the world. Construction is expected to take at least three years. Detectives on the William Tyrrell case are conducting a fresh round of interviews. It follows an uneventful end to last year's renewed search for the toddler's remains at the home in Kendall, where he was last seen in 2014. Among the interviewees is the alleged child victim, who police claim was assaulted by William's foster parents. There are calls to increase funding for swimming classes for refugee families following a string of drowning deaths this summer. The latest was a father of two who died trying to retrieve his son's soccer ball. Now those who knew him want action before more lives are lost. When Fahim Wakili drowned, his wife lost a husband, his children a father, and Basim Alansari lost his friend. He was a great man and by every sense, like he's one that he would be silent in any crowd, but he's the one who would jump to help everyone around him. But jumping into this lake to fetch his son's ball was a fatal mistake. The Afghan refugee didn't know how to swim. Two weeks ago, 14-year-old Anwar Lattice from Iraq also drowned. He couldn't swim either. This is not the first time in our community happens. It happens unfortunately so commonly. You know, a couple of years ago I lost another friend. Around a quarter of drownings in the country involve immigrants. Such a problem, community leaders say. They want targeted swim programs and education initiatives aimed at teaching new Australian families water safety. Nancy Shaw has been running swim classes for decades and says while she's seen more immigrant families signing their children up for classes, adults are often reluctant. The fear factor for adults, because they've never been in a, water, a body of water before, the drowning statistics have increased by 108%. So it, yes, it is very scary for us in the industry. Having these programs is one thing, but convincing everyone they're necessary is quite another. That's why there are now calls to improve funding and communication with migrant communities and even make learning swimming skills mandatory. These strategies, when they happen, the best way to honour and respect the person is to learn from them and to actually prevent it uh, in the future. Andrew Denny, 7 News. Losing weight is one of the most common New Year's resolutions, but Australian scientists say training our mind is just as important as training our body. Now with the help of artificial intelligence, they've developed a digital weight loss coach to keep us on track. George Marin's weight loss journey has been a battle. The minute you stop, you sort of put the weight back on. But health scares had him turning to a program developed by Australian researchers. I uh, had nothing to lose, um, the fact that it was based on science. That diet now turned into a weight loss coach in the palm of your hand. Enter hope, artificial intelligence used to track progress and sustain motivation. 
She uses state-of-the-art machine learning to grow and expand her functionality. She was developed by CSIRO scientists who believe they've cracked the code to successfully shed kilos, tracking food intake, weighing in regularly and following a meal plan. Even just employing two of the three behaviours saw above average weight loss. Over 12 weeks, 11,000 dieters were monitored. Those who stuck to the three key habits and tracked their progress lost 8% of their body weight, an average of 7.5 kilos. Those who weren't as consistent still lost weight, but just 3% or around 3 kilos. The CSIRO says realistic targets are key to shedding kilos, setting expectations early in the journey and making sure you plan and document progress regularly. But dietitians warn not to forget other factors. So it's not just about diet. We know exercise and sleep is just as important and vital to a person's long-term success. Angelique Opie, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones has climbed. The Nasdaq is also higher. In London, the FTSE 100 added 11 points and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei is higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng is lower. The All Lords lost and the ASX 200 is down. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,824 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 78 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72.58 US cents, 84 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. New pictures have emerged of the moment gunmen ambushed the Haitian Prime Minister leaving church. Ariel Henry is bundled away, his entourage scrambling towards cars as shots continue to ring out. The Prime Minister survived the assassination attempt, the latest attack in the Caribbean nation. He was sworn in barely two weeks ago after the country's last president was murdered. There's been a wave of backlash against French President Emmanuel Macron after he declared his plan to make life difficult for unvaccinated citizens. He noted that he usually doesn't like to block the freedoms of his people but wants to hassle the unvaccinated. The French Parliament is in discussions over new legislation that would mean only fully immunised citizens have access to indoor public places. California officials have announced the cause of the Dixie Fire in the US that scorched nearly one million acres. Authorities say the blaze started after a tree hit electric lines. The Pacific Gas Company saying their equipment may have been involved. The fire destroyed more than 1,000 buildings last July. Kazakhstan's president has threatened to crack down on protests across the country. He said he plans to act as tough as possible as demonstrators clash with police. The protests began over the weekend and were sparked by a sharp rise in fuel prices. New details have been revealed about a payout Meghan Markle received from British tabloid who she sued for publishing parts of a private letter she sent her father. Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld is in London. Hugh, do we know how much she's getting? Well, Angie, only one part of the payout is public relating to her invasion of privacy. And for that, Meghan receives the nominal amount of one pound, about 
$1.90 Australian. The rest is confidential. It's thought the Duchess will receive anywhere between $150,000 and $300,000 for breach of copyright and her multi-million dollar legal costs will be covered by the Mail on Sunday's owners who, importantly for the Duchess, won't be appealing last year's ruling. Meantime, as Prince Andrew awaits word from New York as to whether a civil case against him will proceed, his accuser, Virginia Jeffrey's ex-boyfriend, has cast doubt on the Duke's claim that he never met her. She had told me before that she was going to go meet him with Jeffrey Epstein. And then uh, when they were on their trip, she had called me and she was talking about, you know, she knew what they wanted him to do or what they had wanted her to do and that she was really nervous and scared. Prince Andrew, of course, denies all the allegations against him, including those relating to sexual assault. Angie. Thank you, Hugh. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com A check on sport now. There's more rain forecast at the SCG for day two of the fourth Ashes test. England struck late yesterday with three big wickets, leaving Australia at three for 126. Returning to the test arena after two years, Usman Khawaja will return to the crease alongside Steve Smith when play gets underway at 10.30 Eastern time. The Hobart Hurricanes were in all sorts against the strikers in the BBL last night. All their batters failed to fire. A Peter Siddle masterclass meant they were bowled out for just 126. Strikers opener Matt Short picked up man of the match honours for his 72 not out, leading them to a dominant seven wicket win. News of Novak Djokovic's medical exemption for the Australian Open has confused the Aussie public and our tennis stars. The world number one will play at Melbourne Park without a vaccine, located in the city, which had a record-breaking lockdown and is one of the strictest on jab mandates. In particular, Victorians have, have had a real rough trot over the last 18 months and two years. And, you know, I, I understand uh, why they may be frustrated with the decision. Two-time Australian Open quarter-finalist Tennis Sandgren is refusing to take the trip down under as he's refusing to have the jab. The American has been an outspoken critic of vaccine mandates and the quarantine restrictions for last year's Open. NRL Premier's Penrith are the latest league team to be hit by a COVID outbreak. More than 10 members of the Panthers' first-grade squad won't be able to resume pre-season training this week after either testing positive or being identified as a close contact. Several members of the club's football staff are also affected. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, Brisbane and Sydney are expecting 28 degrees with showers, Canberra 25 with showers, Melbourne some showers as well, 29 degrees, Hobart 19 and some rain later in the day, Adelaide a shower or two, 23, Perth nice and sunny, 35, Darwin expecting possible storms and a top of 33. And that is seven early news for this Thursday, the 6th of January 2022. I'm Angie Asimus.